You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 48. Today on the show, I'm talking with Ryan Teague about pillar content. If you don't know what pillar content is, stay tuned because we explain it all. There's so much value in this podcast episode. I know you're going to get a lot from it. Hey, before we get started, I want to let you know I'm running a free workshop for wedding photographers on styled shoots. If you want to join, head over to jialong.co forward slash styled shoot. That's jialong.co forward slash styled shoot. And I can't wait to see you over there. It's going to be live so you can ask questions and yeah, it's going to be a good time. So one more thing, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that's been leaving me a review on the Apple podcast app for my podcast. I really appreciate it. I've got one here from Kurt Michael. Jai is an honest voice in our industry that does often try to blur the lines. I really love the conversation he has on mindsets, failure and money in particular. Check it out for yourself it's definitely worth your time. Thank you so much, Michael. Really appreciate it. Let's not waste any more time and jump straight into the show. So I'm here with Ryan Teague and Ryan is from Fever and the Finch Photography. He's a wedding photographer and he does a few other things as well. He's got a podcast called Escaping the Ordinary and I know he does a little bit of mentoring and things like that in the in the wedding photography community and um, I'm excited to talk to him today actually about pillar content and how he goes about putting out his content because we all do it differently and we all have different reasons why we put out content. We all have different roadblocks of why we don't put out content. So I think it's important to get different um, points of view, I guess. And I'm excited to talk to Ryan about it. How are you, Ryan? I'm really good, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, not too not too bad. It's um, I'm in lockdown in Melbourne at the moment. It's pretty cold down here and it's a little bit miserable. The uh, I heard, eh? Victoria's copping it pretty bad right now. So uh, yeah, I mean we're free we're free up on the Gold Coast right now. So yeah, my thoughts are with you, mate. <laughs> um, Ryan, how did you make your break? I want to know, you know, like when someone's first starting out. Um, I want a little bit of inspiration. Like, how did you get started in wedding photography, and um, how did it look for you, like getting out into the world, into this world? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's quite a long story. I'll try to cut it down a little bit. Um, so, if I go back, uh, my son is turning six in November. So, it was around that time when uh, my partner was pregnant. Um, you know, first time parents had no idea what was going on. Pretty much, you're just winging it. Uh, at that time, I was actually working in the mines as a personal trainer, um, had no inclination of that like photography was going to be a career of mine or even honestly, dry, like um, I didn't even have a passion for it really. Hey, it was, you know, it was just a thing that was on the side um, that I never really took seriously. And then anyway, long story short, um, my partner went into labor way too early. It was about, well, it was around about 13 weeks early, premature. Um, and you know, we, we, we went through the whole medical thing and the labor was being held off. Um, and then, uh, my son Carter just, I guess, decided one day that it was time to show his face to the world. So he, uh, so he was born 10 weeks premature and, um, obviously was a pretty tough road for us. Like I have a personality is like really chilled and stuff, but you know, being there for my partner and my family was like the key thing. I was going through a lot of, um, and another loss in my family of my father at the time or just after or sorry, just before. So it was all kind of like this 
this big kick in the ass it honestly felt like and um anyway so he was born um and he was tiny right like you know 10 weeks premature little little boy and we just spent so much time in hospital dry like to be honest i had so much time finally to think and for me i was always driven by financial success and you know operating my own personal training business and turning money but i was never good with money and i i love fitness and stuff but i just never never look forward to the future i guess and um this happened and literally they say like when you have a kid everything changes but i think this was like this was the catalyst i mean i didn't have a choice not to change and um you know doing three weeks on one week off in the mines as a personal trainer well that's not going to be relevant when you've got a new kid that's you know very sick in hospital so that instantly stopped and um you know we we're going through the medical system and then a friend of mine was actually a photographer or getting into photography and he was just going out and he was taking photographs you know at the beach and stuff and for my kind of out instead of just doing fitness and training and stuff um i tagged along and uh i just i don't know i just I resonated to just getting out of the hospital. I think we all know what it's like when you're in that environment. You just, you know, walking in in the car parks like a fresh air. It's just incredible. And um, it, it was there. And then I invested into like a camera system and I, I purchased a few like beginner books, had no idea. But in hospital, I had that time to just ingest and I used it as like this catalyst to just catapult my knowledge with photography, still not thinking of it about like a business as such. Um, and then, yeah, long story short, it was about the first probably month in still being at hospital full time and Ronald McDonald houses and everything like hats off to Australia for the support we get. It's incredible. Um, and he was doing okay. Obviously he was still not, you know, what you'd expect from a, from a, a standard birth. And then, um, I remember saying to my partner, I said, that's it. I'm I'm never going to work for anyone again. I'm going to be a full-time photographer. And um, she's always supported me. And I just, the, I think, to be honest, Joe, I think the reason why I chose that was I knew it would give me the incredible life of flexibility, right? Like I got over personal training because I was doing 5 a.m. till 10 a.m. And then I'd do, you know, 2 p.m. till 8 p.m. at night and I'm not a night owl and like that for me like doing a split shift wasn't wasn't even going to work with the new family I guess um, diversity that we're going to have in our lives and then if I keep going um, I, I just yeah I just kept every single morning literally 5 a.m. for about four months once we got home from hospital after he was uh, three months um in hospital, we got home and every single month I would, um, uh, sorry, every single day I'd head to the beach and take photographs with my friend and it just become an obsession. And then I thought, no, I'm driven by financial success. I'm going to make this a business simple, like full stop. Uh, and then I didn't know what I was going to do. So I started photographing families and kids and, um, and yeah, I just like started gaining knowledge and um, knowledge in photography, but not knowledge in business or sales, which was a massive downfall for me because I still remember sitting in my office, had rented the studio space. I still think they're incredible photographs of this kid. I had artificial lighting. It was really nice. I couldn't even sell the whole thing for $99. I ended up giving it away. Um because I was like, well, I'm not going to delete the photos for $100. You know what I mean? Like you can just have them. Um, 
and and then yeah, I, I it's kind of weird. I bought like a mannequin, um, so like a like a fashion store mannequin, and I would take that every single day with me outside outdoors, and I would take a reflector or a light that day or use natural light. And I'd photograph that every single day for a couple of hours. And this went on for around about another three months or four months. And I was just trying to learn what to do. Um, and, th- and that's how I got started. Uh, during that time when I was dabbling into the photography and trying to learn, I was still operating as a casual personal trainer um, and stuff like that. And, and like had like part-time work and stuff, but it, it, became relevant after like six months of like with a camera in my hands and a, and a kid at home that that was going to become my normal now. Yeah. Awesome. It's, um, it's crazy how like you probably didn't know where to go and learn or, or you didn't have the knowledge or anything like that, but you had the ambition just to go out and show up and, um, you had no excuses. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I didn't know where to look. Hey, like I didn't have any friends in the creative field or I didn't have Instagram. I mean, it sounds like dinosaur ages, but it was only five or six years ago, but I didn't have Instagram. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a Facebook. I think the, when I opened Facebook and Instagram for the first time as a business was probably like, probably about a year into it, to be honest. Hey, um, and and yeah, but I mean, now like, look at this, you got this podcast, you know, you can just jump on YouTube, like everything. There's workshops everywhere. Um, but I think like you said, Jai, it was that I'm either going to do this or I'm not like, I, I'm not the type of person that's like, oh, I'll just do that on the side because it'll make a little bit of money. I'd rather like mm. lose it all. Um, yeah, and go with, in 100%. 100%. And with my son, like, mm. you know, going through that, I was like, what? Why, what, why am I so worried? Yeah, man. I think I'm the same. Like, I can't go into something and just go, oh, I'll do it on the side and just put 40% of my attention into it or 50% of my energy. Like, that's why I get scared. I've got so many businesses and stuff, but I feel like I put 100% into all of them and I make sure I do because if I don't, I'm doing myself an injustice. And I'm not setting myself up to succeed. And because I don't make up backup plans, then it's like, what else is there? And I will fail if I only put in 80%. Like, I know that, you know? Hundred percent. Can't can't agree more on that. I also um, love that you continued to work as a personal trainer and your other job as well, because I think a lot of people have this romantic idea that they want to just quit their job and that's all they're going to do is photography. And I think you know the people that are successful will do whatever it takes. It doesn't matter if you're going to be driving for Uber Eats or you're going to be a barista on the weekend or like whatever it is. And you know, for myself over the last seven years being in business, there has been times when I've had no money coming in or I've had something and I'm like, well, should I quickly take up a job on the weekend or, you know, do something else? But I don't see that as failure. I see that as adapting and pivoting and doing whatever it takes to make the dream work. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. You know, I can work at the supermarket stacking shelves at nighttime. It doesn't matter. Um, it's because I'm ambitious. I'm hungry for it. I want it. Yeah, I think, I mean, I remember I actually even registered and as an Uber driver for about three weeks because there was a time when I first started and I was like, okay, quit. I've, uh, I've quit that government job, kind of got a little bit of personal training on the side. It's not enough. I've got a mortgage. I've got overheads. I'm not, you know, living with my parents. Um, and I just started like driving Ubers. Like how incredible is that as a, as a simple thing to bring in money and you not to worry about it. And then you can focus on sales and learning and growing like, yeah, but I, I really put it down to dry, like going full-time, like quite early into, I guess when I grabbed the camera, I put it down to self-development, like 
Mm. There are so many sayings come to my head when I talk about self-development. Like there's no one higher than you. There's no such thing as hierarchy. And it's like, I, I, I always think if you're not learning, like you're going backwards and, and it is, it's so simple. Is that like, true? In, yeah. Like looking at Instagram is not learning. Like learning mm-hmm. is with a notepad and pen and like going to a workshop, but actually doing the shit. Like I remember going to, um, you know, a couple of workshops early on in Byron Bay and I, I, I turned up there and I was probably six months down the track of having that camera and, you know, thinking about this as a business. And I literally hadn't been to one page shoot yet, but my notepad before I even got to the workshop, I reckon I had about five pages full of questions and like I'm paying to be there. So I put my hand up and that's, yeah, it might sound like I can talk, but back then I didn't really have great confidence because I was out of the, like, I wasn't in that circle and, um, I remember just filling the booklet and then probably spending about three or four more months full time, literally turning those answers that I got into my answers and implementing them and taking away like, and I could see from the outset, so many photographers weren't doing that or or putting in the five hours of SEO that I was doing every single morning, even when I had no inclination of what it even meant. But I knew when I'd wake up at 4am and get on the computer, no one else was doing it or not many others. Or that was my thought process. And it would just, mm. you know, and then I, you go to page one on Google and it's like, oh, well, cool. Now I'm getting heaps of leads because I put in the effort. You know what I mean? Totally, man. I think when I first started, um, two things happen and people, people dismiss my um, success for so many different reasons, you know, to make themselves feel better. But for two reasons, one said... Um, well, you're Insta famous, so like, it's obviously easy for you. And then the other one says, let other people say like, well, you know, all the top photographers, so it's easy for you. Not realizing when I first started, there was no Instagram and I didn't know any photographers. And so these are the things that I worked on, like so tirelessly, how, like just working hours and hours. How do I work Instagram in the best possible way to get me leads? How do I network? How do I meet people? How do I add value to people's lives? How do I, you know, like do all these things? So when they see my success and then they dismiss it like that, they're missing the whole point. It's like, if you want the same success, maybe you need to put in that legwork as well to create that because it didn't, there was no lucky break for me. I didn't just make my break. And one day I woke up and I had Instagram followers. It was like, no, there was style shoots. There was collab, you know, collaborations. There was so many late nights for so many years to try and get something off the ground. I think, um, I mean, if we put it back to this simple analogy as well, drive being a personal trainer, being around fitness my whole life and professional sports and stuff. I mean, if we walk into a gym and someone's got an amazing physique, like, and you don't, you can't just click your finger and get that. The only difference between mm. that person I used to say to my clients and you is routine and what they are willing to sacrifice and do. I mean, they get up at 4 a.m., they go out and train, they've prepared all their meals for the day, they don't skip, they go train in the afternoon and that's Monday to Sunday and it's taken 10 years and you walk and same in business and it's like, look at the effort they are putting in to achieve the results they are. And in photography, I mean, like if you're not putting in the effort, don't expect to look at people like yourself or, or someone like that, Jai, you know, and if you're out there listening and expect that, like I know how much of a hustler you are, Jai, and how much you work, but the groundwork, like now it looks, you know, everyone sees it on Insta, but it's like, what about that time when it was, you know, the sun wasn't even up yet and you're, you're trying to work out what SEO even means 
you know and that's like oh I man just, absolutely bro, like fitness is like <laughs> the biggest thing isn't it like there's a reason why someone's fit and there's a reason why someone's mm. not and it doesn't happen overnight. It, it seriously, like when you said you're a personal trainer, I was like, oh, that makes sense with you and your success in business because uh, it's the same as my brother. He he's like right into fitness, and he won't. He does every single type of fitness, and he's so dedicated, and he listens to audio books, and he's always self developing and stuff. But when you meet someone like that, is they have this um, burning desire to you know to live the life to the fullest. And it really does translate across. So if you are doing that physically, then mentally you want to you want to um, level up as well. And then when you're doing something like business, you have the same thing. Like that hard little push, the last reps are the ones that are going to make the difference. Then the rest is going to make the difference. Then showing up again the next day is going to make the difference. And even when you don't want to do it, you continue to do it. And I think people just don't see that. Like. It doesn't matter what workshops out there. It doesn't matter what podcast is out there unless you are actually doing the work. You know, it's the same as, um, it's the same as, you know, going and working out. There's so many workout routines. There's so many diet pills. There's so many ab blasters and all sorts of things. But unless you were just showing up and doing the sit-ups, like you're not going to get those abs, you know. 100%. 100%. Can't agree more. The, um, I mean, yeah, fitness, like I said, is a big thing. Even, I mean, it was probably a year ago I decided to, uh, to become a triathlete and it was something I've never done endurance sports my entire life, but I was always pressured by my family and stuff to really push to become a professional athlete when I was young and it never happened. And I, I remember looking back after I got out the army and looking back and going, well, the reason why it didn't happen because I was training Tuesday and Thursday and I was playing on Saturday, like really like all my friends that mm. became a professional and it was not my goal, but, um, well, I thought it was, but looking back, it wasn't. But, you know, those those friends of mine that actually became a professional athlete, they didn't choose to train Tuesday and Thursday because they got told to. They trained every single day. And anyway, mm. so long story short, um, about a year ago or, or just over, I was like, you know what I absolutely hate doing, like really, really physically hate is running and swimming. And I've nipped, like, I mean, I ride a bike to, you know, go get a coffee. Like that's about extreme as I get in bike riding. And so I remember going into the shop and purchasing a pair of runners and the lady's like, so what's your plans? And I'm like, look, I haven't ran more than two Ks in my life. I would consider myself fit, but for what I do, which is Muay Thai. Um, and, uh, but I'm going to get a pair of runners. I'm going to run every single day until I can say I actually don't like it or I'm just scared of it. And uh, mm. it, it took about two weeks. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a triathlon in like 30 days. Let's see what, let's see how much we can change my mental state by being uncomfortable. And I think in business, mm. it, it goes back to that. Hey, it's like, we all enjoy photographing, but what about, are you any good at sales? Are you any good at marketing? Are you good at networking? Or are you just scared? Are you sitting behind the computer and you're not willing to go out there and put yourself out? And like, I have a, and my nature is like definitely like compassionate, but I also don't care if someone doesn't like me. Like, I, and and same deal. I don't care if I fail in triathlons, but I'm willing to do the race and mm. see how it goes. And now it's been full time for me. I train, you know, ten to twenty hours a week um, because I jumped in the deep end and it became something I enjoyed. And now I'm looking for you know the Ironman or whatever I'm going to be doing. Because now that scares the shit out of me and uh, I'm going to live on that. And if I fail, cool. Like I don't really give a shit. But 
like for me, like success is the willingness to do and fail. So that's like the willingness to show up at the starting line of the race, not the actual, you know, not actually winning the race because who cares? Anyone can win, win the race, but takes courage to stand there in front of everybody and go, all right, I just trained for this many months to make this happen. Now let's do this. Yeah, thing. and it's exciting. You know, a lot of people just don't get themselves to that start. I think line. honestly, like I'm not saying anyone has to be me or you, but like for me, my personal story and, and it sounds cliche is like why I decided to run as well was also like my son's got cerebral palsy, so he can't walk, right? So I was like, why? Like, what am I worried about? I mean, every day I take my legs for granted that I can actually move. And like, you know, when it hurts, I just, some, you know, I am human. I'm not like this crazy like avatar where I can just get through everything. I still have a mind that tells me to stop. But sometimes I'm just like, you know what? Like this, this little boy can't walk and can't talk. He is motivating me to photograph stories, to not become anyone else, to not follow the trend, to train, like to try and become an endurance athlete, to one day when he grows up and sees that, oh, dad hated running, but he did it to show me that you can adapt and you can overcome. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It sounds like, um, and it's the same for me, like your why is stronger than the pain. Yeah, 100, 100%. And you've got a really strong why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, sorry, you go. Well, I, I guess like for myself, like, um, you know, growing up with, you know, my dad never working and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, my whole story. Um, when I show up and I'm working for free and it's a Saturday night and I'm shooting a wedding or I'm shooting some band or doing some other crappy job that I don't want to do, I think about like, oh man, the sacrifice I'm making right now. But then I think about my why and I'm like, that's so much stronger. I want to keep pushing. Like, all right, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> I keep showing up. Hey, it's like the biggest thing. I think you just like, you're going to fail, just keep going. Like you're going to fail, just keep pivot, move, keep doing it, keep doing it. You want to be, be mm. fit, just keep running every single day. You don't have to run 10Ks, run 200 meters, better than what you didn't do. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I've actually changed my mindset over the years because I used to think about like um, chances of failure. Like when I started something and I'd be like, oh man, so there's a good chance I'm going to fail. And now my mindset's completely changed to... Um, okay, I'm going to succeed, but I don't know when. And so it's about, because I realized like I'm, I'm just, I'm so good at showing up all the time and consistently like showing up, consistently showing up over and over and over. So it just comes down to like, I know I'm going to get, I know I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to get there, but when is it? I'm not too sure. So I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep doing that hard work. And, you know, so I know the success is there. And I think that's really important. For sure. 100% show up. Um, hey, so let's dive in and talk a little bit about content because um, I think we all, you know, I think for my community, a lot of people struggle with content. They struggle with putting themselves out on social media. Um, you know, I, I actually struggle myself and it's funny because I've been battling it for years. I, sh I show up on my own podcast. I show up live on webinars i show up live on my instagram and i do all those things and people see my confidence when i'm doing that kind of stuff but the confidence i wasn't born with that confidence it's not something that i love doing um, but it is something that i work on and every single time i'm showing up on a podcast i get that little bit better or if i show up live on instagram i'm, I'm that little bit more confident um so i want to talk about pillar content and pillar content for you guys that don't know what pillar content is 
Um, if you don't know what it is, I think you should really look into it. But basically what pillar content is, it's the content that you create that you're either known for or you want to be known for. So if you start off at the start of the year and you say like, okay, this year I might grow my Instagram following or maybe, and that's going to be my pillar content. I'm going to educate people on my Instagram. I'm going to show up all the time. I'm going to interact with people and that's my pillar content. I'm known for it and I'm known for whatever I talk about on that, on that platform. Or maybe it's a podcast and you're known for your podcast and the stuff that you put out there. Or maybe you're known for your emails that you write out, your EDMs and things like that. Or maybe it's your YouTube channel. It could be anything. But basically, your pillar content is your hard-hitting content that you put out there that makes the difference. And it's the reason why people are going to come back to you. It's the reason why people are going to bookmark your website or they're going to follow you on Instagram or they're going to subscribe to your podcast channel, whatever it is. Um, and the more that you put work into your pillar content, the less you have to do on other things like little, like for instance, like little shares on Facebook or, you know, um, doing posts that don't really make an impact on Instagram or, you know, little things like that. You don't, you no longer need to do that because you're honed in on your pillar content. So Ryan, I want to talk to you about how you go about creating content for your clients. Um, and if you've got any tips for us as well. For sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if, if the question is like, what is my pillar content? Why, you know, where, where the couples find me, I guess, is, is a good yeah. thing. It's, it's definitely like I can't go past Instagram stories. Um, mm-hmm. It's where I focus a lot of my attention and it's not, I don't have a game plan. I don't have it mapped out how I'm going to rock and roll an Instagram story for the day, but I show up every single day. Um, I'm not so great at the whole like email funnels and follow-ups and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I'm trying to get better at all of that, but I just know like from early on, um, I was definitely scared of showing up on Instagram because I felt like a fraud. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk about this, but I have no idea what I'm actually talking about. And then I was like, you know what, if I like you post on Instagram, that's gone within what couple of hours, no one really sees it. Like it's done. But you can constantly update your Insta story. And um, I, I kind of looked at it like, well, that's more in front of my clients than a single post would be. Like they might like that single photograph on my Instagram, but I can touch base with them at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock. And they might see two of them. It's two more than maybe what they would have actually seen me posting an image. So I jumped into it and um, I used to write down on my to-do list, every single morning, social media stories, number one task, social media stories. And I just thought, who am I talking to? And, um, you know, and, and now it becomes to a point, I've got a bit of an audience with photographers and an audience with couples getting married. So I can split that content over. Um, but I'm always thinking about, you know, my, my couples or people that are looking for a photographer and how can I add a bit of service to them? So like whether I'm talking about a run sheet or times on from their wedding day or tips on getting the right vendors or chemistry over, you know, photos and all of that dry. So, um, yeah, definitely Insta stories is where I'm showing up. And then when I always catch up with potential leads, maybe for a coffee, literally every single time they say, Oh my gosh, you look exactly the same as you do on Instagram. Um, yeah. How's Carter? Like, how's your son? Or, you know, and I'm not scared to show all that. And I, I, I don't think everyone has to, but it's just, I don't mind. It is me like, and I'm happy to, to attract those people that like 
like seeing my life on Instagram because personally, I would like to see that if I was investing a lot of money into a photography for my wedding, I'd like to know who that person is rather than just mm. a single catch up six months prior to wedding. But that's the way I do it. Um, and it, yeah, like I said, it, it's it's easier for me to do that than to send an email and not know people even reading it about my life or about why I do what I do type thing. Yeah. So, Instagram would be number number one pillar content right there. For sure. Instagram and then, um, I, I mean, IGTV and YouTube. Um, I think, um, I mean, I don't have a huge YouTube following, but I know a lot of my couples definitely check it out because I link, um, uh, once they say book me as a wedding photographer, I link them to unpublished YouTube videos, which is, for example, I remember sitting down once and I just mapped out this whole thing and it was like, what, what can I share knowledge wise to couples? So it was like, you know, run sheets, timing, you know, where to get ready for your wedding, what to consider tones, where not to spend money, where to spend money, where to honeymoon. So I mapped all of this out and I had a blog writer do up sections. So she would write, you know, this and I'd help. And we come up with this kind of, I guess this big template booklet, but I didn't, I knew like emails just weren't my cup of tea. And so I thought, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just literally going to put my camera down, put it on a tripod. I'm just going to record me. I'm not going to read this whole script, but I'm just going to go off the bat and um, do these kind of short two to five minute videos. And through Sprout Studio, my CRM, I'm just going to link it. So say like two days after when a couple books, the workflow says something like two days after, um, et cetera, et cetera, book, um, email of creating the right run sheet be sent. And it's just literally a hyperlink to a YouTube video. And it's just me talking. And for me, like, I know they watch it because it's so much easier to be in your car and be like, I'm not going to read an email, click play, Bluetooth. Oh, Ryan's talking, maybe shit. Who knows? Like, but he's offering like this incredible up-to-date knowledge. Uh, and I actually go back through and look at those YouTubes and I'm like, man, I had short hair there or damn, I didn't have as many grays or I actually had not many <laughs> tattoos then. Um, so I have to update them regularly. But for me, the the videos are definitely like, I I think the thing that can stand people out from others. Yeah, man. I think like I do a lot of video now and I think it allows people to get to know me so much more on a deeper level as well. Like when people meet me, they're like, oh, I feel like I already know you, but it feels weird I'm meeting you for the first time. <laughs> um, Even with my podcast, when people meet me and they say, hey, you talk the same as when I listened to you just before we just met up. That's kind of weird. Um. Okay, so my question for you is what do you think is better? Um, perfect content that you're absolutely polishing or consistent content where you're always showing up? Easy. I've never, ever created perfect content. I am the impulsive, get it done, get it out there. Don't overthink it because when I overthink it, I'm so bad. So to answer that simply is definitely just get it out there. Like if you're scared to be on social media, you know, think about it. Like you don't have to, like I said, be me, but just put your face up. Like actually no one's looking, like, no one really cares if you've got like salami in your teeth or something like that. It might be funny. You might go viral. Who knows? Like, um, but just get it out there and then do it every single day and just keep showing up. So, and stop, like, I mean, even this morning, you know, I, I, I was creating this email for this couple and it was just like, and then they responded and I looked at the email that I sent and there was typos and all of that. And yeah, that's probably not the best thing, 
But like it got the word across and I didn't spend half an hour creating a single email that read perfectly. They, they understood what I was talking about and they probably understand my literature as well, which is kind of hopeless when I'm emailing. Yeah, man. I always say it's better done than perfect, hey. And um, I know the thing that can move the needle the quickest for me, if I'm sitting here and I'm just talking with you, Ryan, I can literally get out my phone right now and do a little Insta story and then you'd probably reshare it and then I'll get some followers and people would see it and then they can see what we're up to. And the knock-on effect on that is so quick and instant compared to if I set up a camera right now and I'm trying to create something perfect, which the same amount of people see it, but... Uh, a lot less really because I'm posting a, a lot less, you know? 100%. So, yeah, I would not say perfect um, content is the best. Um, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm the same with even my podcast. There's always mistakes made um, with my blog posts. There's always mistakes made with my emails. People write to me because I've got a big email list um, and I do like weekly emails out to to all my peeps and I always get those same people that email me each week to you know, highlight the spelling mistakes. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, don't worry about the spelling mistake. I'll try and do better next time. But it's funny because for me, like I am busy and I do have four businesses going right now at the same time. And I just think about how I can make the biggest impact, not how can I be the most perfect human. 100%. Yeah. Just get it out there. Stop overthinking things. Like it's not really that much of a big deal. It's like when you, you know, again, going back to fitness, like, why so many people and, and not just saying females, but, it, you know, being a personal trainer was a lot of ladies would be hesitant to go to a gym because I think all the guys would judge them or they're a little overweight and look at those fit girls. It's like, no, like actually no one cares. Like you've got to face that. Like, and once you, so true, once you go there and, and you feel great because you did it and you o- overcome your mindset, then you turn back up the next day because it wasn't that bad. Like, yeah, I just- it, it does take a long time to get rid of that social anxiety though. Hey, 100%. so like for myself, when, when I go to the gym, um, like I got skinny arms and I'm a pretty small guy. And when I go to the gym, there's always like big dudes that have been doing it forever right next to me. And I know like a, a lot of my friends, they wouldn't go up next to those guys and like pick up smaller weights because, you know, the ego sets in and then social anxiety and I'm not good enough and I'm comparing. But when I go in, man, like, Yes, maybe that happens at the very start, but because I've been building my confidence for so long, like I confidently stand there going like, yeah, I can only curl 10 kilos on each arm. Like, but this is me getting better to where you are. And this is like the whole process. And as soon as you do that, no one looks at you, you know, because it's all in your own head. And that goes back to photography, right? Look at Instagram. I mean, we can look up a photographer living in Iceland and be like, oh my gosh, I'm not creating that content. Well, he's probably been doing it 20 years, 10 years, and he's in a different part of the world. Like focus on you, like just get better photographs every single time you put that camera up to your eye and you can only better Mm. yourself. Like you're never going to create what anyone else is creating ever. Same deal. You're never going to become that bodybuilder that looks exactly like that person because you're not that person. You know what I mean? Like his, his story is completely different to yours and the time and effort he's put in is, it's not even relevant when you turn up. Do you have any tips with um, with building your confidence and with putting yourself out there like slowly, you know, like from never showing up on Insta stories or on a video to to actually showing up every day? Yeah, I think um, that whole saying is if it like doesn't scare you, it's not moving you forward is like something like I don't know about, you know, I only can talk about my experience and um, it's just like jumping off the edge. There's no like 
like, I'll just slowly get into things. It's like, you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. And that was my way of same as personal training. I'm just like, I'm not going to personal train you if you're not willing to like do the outside work or something like that. So I think just like, right, like I remember writing down fears and I do it generally like every year pretty casually and I write down what I'm really scared of doing, right? And like I said, one was running, one was definitely swimming. I mean, no one swims in New Zealand, surely, when we moved over. Um, and and like social <laughs> stories and all of that, like, um, you know, I was like really scared. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just going to take that shit off. Um, and I'm going to be super uncomfortable. Also, remember when I was like coming up with a marketing strategy to get like vouchers out to like bridal companies. And I remember sitting in my car not even that long ago and just like sweating and just being like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so nervous. They're not going to know who I am. And I was like, I'm not driving home. I am not driving home unless I try. And I walked in and my confidence definitely was was questionable here because I walked in and the ladies probably looked at me like I've just kind of been homeless for the last like six months because I looked ruined. And, um, you know, I got denied straight away. She was like, no. And I left that. I got in the car and I'm like, heck yes, 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 yes this is perfect. I'm just going to go to another one and hopefully I get another no. And I walked in and they're like, 100%, we'll take all those vouchers. We'll help you out. Um, And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Like it can't get worse from the first one. It cannot get worse from the first one. So tips and Mm. advice is just do it. Like don't overthink it. Um, Live it. Like when I mentor photographers, I always say like, for me, I put down, if you consider whatever success is, but I put it down to like, only my mindset, only my mindset and moving forward and being able to take on negative feedback and asking for it and rewarding people for it. Like little ones I give, like I give my clients prints to tell me only negative feedback, not positive. I That's nice, but I really don't want a pat on the back. Like hopefully they enjoyed their whole experience. But if someone says to me, you know, oh, Ryan, like we just didn't enjoy like your presence on the wedding day. Holy shit. That is incredible. Like Oh, like you can have everything. This is going to set me like on a trajectory of, of a forward movement and trying to gain success and deliver the best service. So I think you just got to have a hard chin and I think you just got to be able to take it and ask for it sometimes. Too many of us sit behind and just like sit behind the computer and actually not like approach those couples that have had an experience and be like, hey, like, please tell me the one thing that we could have done better. Like, and, and like be mm. brutal, like tell me like this, you know what I mean? So showing up, just write down your fears, face your fears. And it doesn't have to just be photography. I mean, you might not have any fears in photography, but if you don't like running, go and run and you're going to become stronger in your mindset. And that's going to transfer over to business. I think I have a couple of things I can add as well. Um, one thing is like, I'm always out of my comfort zone and when we talk about being scared, like I literally do shit all the time that makes me so scared all the time. But you become, um, you get a tolerance for being out of your comfort zone. So, it feels weird because, you know, all of a sudden you're in your comfort zone being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. So, after a while, you'll build up a tolerance where you're doing things all the time, where it's pushing you, pushing you, but then you need to keep pushing, keep pushing. So, that's one thing. But one another thing is... um. I think for myself, um, I'm very public. I have, you know, my social media channels out there and my Instagram and, you know, everything else. Um, 
it's what's interesting is people have people are entitled for some reason to tell me what they think of me quite often. And I think that's really interesting. So they'll subjectively look at me and then they'll write me a big email or they'll show up on one of my webinars for two hours to try and like bring me down or they'll get into my DMs and try and share me to try and bring me down. Or like probably every single day I wake up to an email um, of someone that just doesn't like me or like the stuff that I put out there or they got something to say about my podcast or something that I did, whatever it is. Um, I think sometimes like, yes, we have a fear around that kind of stuff, but sometimes it is a real fear. Sometimes it's pretty hard to withstand that and withstand that a lot. And I think for me now, that's probably the hardest thing. Like I show up all the time, but I have to be so strong in the stomach because I keep getting punched, keep getting punched and I keep showing up again the next day. I keep showing up again the next week. I keep doing another podcast episode that people are not liking or, you know, whatever it is. And yeah, I think after a while, like, um, you do get really resilient to it, but I guess it is something that you have to weigh up as well. And one of the reasons or one of the ways I get around it is um, my why is stronger than the pain that that's caused. So in the mornings when I look at those emails, yes, it brings me down, but my why to be a better person, a better human every day and be more successful tomorrow than I am today and and know more than, you know, tomorrow than I do today and add more value to people's lives um, is so much stronger. So it doesn't pull me down. I'm ready for it. 100%. I think um, just just quickly adding on that as well, I, I shared a, a bit of a story on my uh, podcast um, about a place we went to and we, we had, we we're pretty sure it was breakfast there. And anyway, this uh, the chef came around and um, asked all, all the people in the restaurant exactly what they didn't like about their meals. And um, he actually sat down at every single table. And I mean, this just stays in my mind forever sat down at every single table and asked us to write down or tell him whatever we preferred, what we didn't like and how the meal could be better. So, you know, we, we explained a bit and wrote down a little bit. He went away and there was about 20, 20 people at that cafe. And he came back with like a couple of, mu- I'm pretty sure it was muffins, come back with like a couple of muffins. It was like, thank you so much for your feedback. Like it wasn't just like the survey sitting on top of like a counter. But I, I looked at that chef and he was so ecstatic that he had, all of this feedback and I guarantee like we left that and I said to my partner, I said straight away, like I said, Michelle, that is who I want to be. Look how passionate is he is about his stuff and he could have just got 20 negative feedbacks but he's probably not going to leave that cafe till tomorrow now and he's going to refine exactly the perfect breakfast. Let's go back tomorrow. Let's go back the next day. Like this guy is willing to put his ego aside, learn and develop, but also put himself out there and not sat, sit behind the counter or whatever it is um, and develop and, and listen to the people, you know, be a people's person, listen to them for sure. So that's what I've definitely tried to do in my business. It's a good example of a growth mindset. Hey, like having the humility to put yourself out there for feedback. Um, it's just growing and growing and growing. 100%. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, he could handle it, right? He wanted it. You know, you can't learn off mm. people that haven't gone through the experience in your business. So, I think a big thing, like I said, just reach out to those people. If you want to grow and develop and you've sold a photo shoot or you've sold a portrait shoot or something, reach out and, and actually honestly ask them the experience and reward them for their time. Like that is a valuable lesson to learn. Awesome, man. Hey, before we finish up, um, can you give us 
some last hard-hitting words with content and um, inspire us to get onto our Insta stories right now and, and start making some some stuff? For sure. All right. So, in no particular order, I think um, just bullet pointing these, I think think about who you're talking to. Think about the audience. So, if you're using Instagram, I mean, who pays your bills? Is it couples or are you speaking to photographers, right? Do you have that audience? If you want to grow financially and you've got 50,000 followers on Instagram, but 49 and a half thousand are photographers, well, maybe you're, you're speaking to the wrong people. So, think about your audience. Also, think about the platform you're using. So, I know me, um, you know, I'm always going to do videos on Instagram and Insta stories because I know a lot of photographers don't. And when they all do, I'm going to think about something else. Um, and, you know, when that happens, I'm going to pivot and move and think about something else. So, I think how to use that platform differently and talk to the right audience on it. Like, um, and number three, I mean, going back to that, Jai, is like be different. Like you don't have to be the hipster photographer. I'm not saying change your personality, but I'm saying change your tactics because there's so many of us. So just be different. If you're quirky, like get that shit out there um, and, and look what everyone's doing but then do something different. So people, you stand out. You're that purple cow like Seth Godin's book. Um and, and number four is don't wait until it's perfect. Like forget perfect and you're never going to be perfect. Like your photography is never going to be perfect. Your Insta story is never going to be. Get it out there. Just do it. Um, and then number five is like not looking back and keep moving forward again, like fitness. You know, you don't have to run 10Ks, but if you run 200 today, you can run 205 tomorrow, 206 build that shit up. So keep moving forward if like that's your goal, whether it is the the content of photography, you know, like every time you pick up that camera, you should be getting better. And if you only pick it up on a Saturday, well, don't expect to be like excelling because that other photographer is really trying to hone in their photography skills. And they're like practicing Monday to Saturday and shooting a wedding on the Saturday or saying like, if that's what you're lacking in, um, like, put in the effort and just keep going, like keep going. So I think, uh, yeah, those are my straight to the point. Think about your audience, um, you know, use the platform correctly, keep moving forward, face your fears for sure. Awesome, man. Hey, just one last question um, from your perspective and me getting some feedback. Am I purple cow enough? Am I um, doing things differently enough? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're at a blue right now. You're at a blue. You're a bit of a rainbow, I reckon, Jai. <laughs> No, I think uh, definitely, man, like you're, you're an inspiration. I don't want to make you blush, um, but you're an inspiration in this, this whole like industry and not just photography. I think just for someone that puts it on the line um, and is willing, you know, like you said, like your why, I know your story and your back story and stuff and it's unique to you. Um, but yeah, definitely a purple cow, like you are paving the way. I always say to photographers, you know, you want to find someone paving the way in the photography realm check out Jai. You may not like what he's doing. It doesn't matter. He's paving the way forward. And I, I'm pretty sure he, you know, he does care about everyone, but he's moving forward. Like if he's, if you're going to be left in the dust because you, you got an ego and you're like, oh, he shouldn't be teaching this because he doesn't have that knowledge. Well, he's doing it and you're not. And uh, he's, he's going after his success, which could be financial and it might not be, but you're definitely a purple cow, bro. Like, yeah, 100%, mate. So keep being purple. Yeah, man. So good to hear. It's, um, 
Yeah, I, I can't even stress enough. Like I've tried to be different from the very start and I just can't stress enough to everyone out there. It doesn't matter what business you're running. doesn't matter if you're a florist or a designer. Like don't be a shadow of someone else. Like burn that candle bright and seriously don't put it out for anyone. Like no matter how, like Ryan just said, quirky, no matter, you know, what, what makes you different, like put it out there, celebrate it because that's the thing that people are attracted to and go, oh, my God, they've got the courage to show up like themselves. That is awesome 100% I mean I had to share a story about my son's birth and like him being disabled and I mean that's a pretty vulnerable state to be different but that's my uniqueness that's and I tell my clients exactly about that story and some of them literally I know they don't mind they don't care like they're not in that kind of frame of mind and it's like that's perfect because I'm attracting the right people to me and I'm willing to share to be on a deeper level so I can obviously, you know, photograph this couple's weddings the right way. And, um, you know, they're open and vulnerable with me. Awesome, man. Hey, Ryan, where can everybody find you? And um, if they like this podcast episode, how can they tag you and share the love? Yeah, cool. So, you can find all my wedding work at Feather and Finch Photography. Uh, that same Instagram, Facebook, social media, all over it. Uh, websites, um, the my podcast, Escaping the Ordinary Podcast. You can check that out. Website, Escaping the Ordinary Podcast and also Spotify, Apple, everything, iTunes, all of that stuff. Perfect. Escaping the Ordinary. Go over and subscribe and um, Feather and the Finch if you want to tag uh, Ryan and Jailong.co if you want to tag myself. Thanks so much, man. It's been so good talking to you and um, such good insights. I know my audience is going to find so much value from this conversation. So, I just want to say a big thank you on behalf of my audience and myself, man. Thank you so much, Jai. I appreciate it, mate. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops or just want to say hi, we're here for you at jailong.co.